Welcome to Drink Beer, Think Beer, the podcast that gets to the bottom of every pint. I'm John Hall. It's a new year, so let's look forward on trends, travel, and ways to better embrace beer. I'll be joined by Andy Crouch, M. Souter, and Don Tess in just a moment. First, please go visit allaboutbeer.com for original articles, reviews, news, insight, and podcasts. You can listen to shows like Beer Travelers, Brewer to Brewer, and the All About Beer podcast by simply searching All About Beer, where you listen to shows. This show and all of the work we do is supported by you. You can visit patreon.com slash allaboutbeer to help keep the content fresh. And if you'd like to learn more about advertising on this show, as well as our other shows, please email info at allaboutbeer.com. Speaking of that, are you thinking about cutting back on alcohol this January? If so, check out Athletic Brewing Company, America's leading non-alcoholic craft brewer. Athletic makes a wide selection of near beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Darks, Light Brews, and more. Give Dry a try this month with Athletic. New Athletic customers can receive 20% off of their first order of two six-packs or more when they visit athleticbrewing.com, and you can use the code AAB20 at checkout by March 31st, 2023. Our thanks to Athletic for sponsoring this episode. So what does this year hold for beer? Likely a lot of uncertainty for the industry, but increased choice for the consumer. For the first show of 2023, I'm glad to be joined by three of my colleagues, the hosts of other shows from All About Beer and folks who are actually just good friends. Andy Crouch is the publisher and my fellow co-owner of All About Beer, and he hosts the monthly Beer Travelers podcast. M. Souter is the author of Pints and Panels, has written several books, which are available where fine products are sold, and she's the co-host of the All About Beer podcast, which airs every two weeks. Don Tess is also the co-host of the All About Beer podcast. He is the Don of Beer on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and wherever puns are found. Welcome to the three of you. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Happy New Year. Talk yeah. about beer. I'll be happy. Yeah, <laughs> happy New Year. Yes. Yeah, Happy New Year. Um, so, Don, I want to start with you because you had a pretty active year. Anybody who follows you online knows that you keep a running tally of beers tasted in a calendar year and then a, and a, then a total. So what did 2022 wind up as far as tasting how many beers you tasted and, and what did that bring you to your total? Oh, uh, I didn't prepare for this question. Uh, you so can go to oper- Dom tapped. <laughs> I can. So, uh, yes, I do have my own, uh, my own app called Don tapped. Uh, I believe I tasted 1,564 new beers in 2022. And, uh, that brings me to 26,000. I think it's 142. Um, and it was great. I felt that it was, it, you know, that's a decent number. I, it's not anywhere near actually my big year. Uh, I have, I've had a couple years over 2,400, but it, but it felt great because, you know, coming out of pandemic I actually got to travel, actually got to visit breweries and actually got to taste a bunch of beer. So it was awesome. Emma or Andy, do you keep track of the beers that you drink during the year? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine doing that. I was going to tell Don, like, I'm sorry he only did 1,200 because I did 18,000 last year. But you know, I don't want to brag. I'm, I feel I'm not, like I'm, I'm not giving my website out for for that information. But no, knowing Andy the way that I do, I feel like we could just run a report at Notch. And oh yes, no, it's 18,000 18, how- <laughs> beers, but they were the exact. They were all Notch standard. 
That was the only thing I drank all last year. <laughs> and sort, of, there's... sort of a joke, but not a joke. No, but not a joke. No. Not a joke. Anybody who follows the All About Beer Instagram, it's like, oh, Andy's back on his bullshit again. He's, he's <laughs> well, yeah, you'll, you know when, you, yeah. yeah, you know when I contribute, and that's because it's more notch content. Em, <laughs> I know you tried a lot of beers last year, even if you weren't keeping track. Was there anything that sort of stood out in your mind as something that surprised or delighted? I will say I if a beer has to make it like an indelible impression. So I'd never forget it for me to remember. Um, there are beers that I've had that are. So I was in Brazil in October and I had a sherry Maybach. Hmm. Like, like a sherry cask. Yeah. All right. Well, oh. yeah. But so the way that this bur- it's uh, a brewery called Avos, which is uh, the Portuguese word for like granny like a cute like a or like a gaga like a kind of a granny grandmother like a cute word for grandmother and all the people that work there in the tasting room are grandmas oh and they do yeah and it's a lager brewery <clears throat> but they do a lot of really interesting like casks or they'll just since this is illegal in america unless you have a distilling license they do a lot of like beer cocktail hybrids so they'll just like pour sherry into a Maybach. <laughs> oh man <laughs> um or that's, they made that's my undoing yeah. they made a beer that was they just brewed a baltic porter and then they poured negroni into a barrel with the baltic porter and then they kegged it and it was and they made a regular version and a coffee version hmm. and it was so good and like you can't do that in america um, it was like it was really those those beers were really really good and it was just in this like nondescript street in very small brewery in Sao Paulo and it was really cool like that's like that was really I've never you know when like you have beer and you've been in beer for so many years and then you go to a brewery that pushes yeah. where you're like I've never seen this done before that yeah. really like is exciting were, wasn't there a brewery for Maybe it's still there, but wasn't there a place in Denver that was called like Grandma's Attic or something or Grandma's Back Porch or, and it was all done in like doilies and crocheted bar tops and things like that. that does that ring a bell like, or did no, I have a fever does, dream at that one That sounds point? like not a real place, but a place I'd like to go to for sure. Does well, that- yes, there is. It is called Grandma's House. And okay. It is a small brewery in Denver that celebrates all things craft, but um, I've not been there. And I cannot, cont- well, their logos for their social media icons all appear to be crocheted. Okay. All right. So, oh. so I'm, I'm getting the vibe a little bit. Yeah. Okay. At least it wasn't a fever dream that I mean, there are, there are, John, there are 10,000, you know, I apologize for swearing fucking breweries in this country at this point, there's gotta be a grandma's house, you know, and grandpa needs a house too. And the creepy uncle needs a Well, creepy uncle. Creepy uncle most, brewery. I was going to say there's a creepy. Yeah, uncle. They have most of those. That's yeah. most of the breweries at this point. Yeah, They but, just don't name that on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And frankly, all of the tap handles are crocheted as it, as it turns yeah. out, but they also look a little bit like dildos now that I'm looking at a photo. Um, I don't know if this is a family friendly podcast or not, but uh, it's a, uh, yeah, like we've only been doing it for three and a half years. <laughs> Sounds so, yeah. like warrants a visit. But I got to tell you, like just from the just from the pictures I'm looking at online, this looks like a real cozy place to hang out, including the couch that they clearly pulled off the street in college and kept. So <laughs> oh, I know a lot of breweries. Couches. Yeah, 
I know a lot of breweries will put like, you know, nuts or chips or something on the bar top if they don't have a bowl of hard candy. Ribbon oh, candy. Always, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I don't want to go. They have a sign on the bar that says, if you are not my grandma, I'm going to need to see ID. Oh. <laughs> All right. I want to go just so that when I taste the beer, I can do my best Ralph Wiggum impersonation and say, it tastes like grandma. See, this place, this, this place looks like it is fake. This, there's no way that this place really exists. All of the photos, this looks like an elaborate con job, but I, now I need to go. All right. Well, it's GABF next year, this yep. year, rather. Yeah, GABF. We'll, uh, we'll do some, we'll call them up and see if they'll let us do some live audience podcasts from there. Definitely. I want to go to the brewery that M was talking about. Well, we'll go to Brazil. Yeah. We're... Avos. Yeah. The brewer yeah. was a really nice guy. Once Andy's just, done yeah. with the all about beer accounting and we get our, our private plane money back. Um, yeah. Can, Speaking of which, yeah. now is that time for that plug. If any of you want to get out and sponsor either all about beer, you know, you know, whatever John's podcast is called as well, drinking beer with don't or something, but uh, you know, get out there and uh, send us some money. Um, I know. swear to God, I can't even get respect on my own goddamn show. Like I've been doing <laughs> well, this for years. This is this, your fault for who you this asked. Was, this was, <laughs> The thing that kept us going for the last couple of years. It is. And now how quickly you forget now that we oh, have yeah. this well, nice new show. Now, now we have an embarrassment of talent and riches on the show. So uh, in this, in this, <laughs> in the all about beer family. That's well, as long as yes, but help us out. You can go to uh, allaboutbeer.com slash podcast and learn about all of the shows and ways that you guys can support this show and um and the patreon too which has been which has been great there's been some people who have signed up in the last couple of days even yeah so. we, appre- we appreciate it. all of that goes to support uh you know our work and m and don and uh you know g- get us to brazil and to grandma's house <laughs> Exactly, which is where what I'm sure people want their money to be going for is 100. percent go to Brazil. I don't know the Brazil beer scene is really cool. Yeah, we'll do a lot of articles on it. Um, one of the reasons though that I brought up that we got sidetracked with Grandma's house. Um, what's it called? Grandma's Grandma's Gra- closet. Grandma's house. Grandma's house. Um, I the reason I brought up the the number of beers that you tasted, Don, was because you posted. Um, one of your your fifty posts that you do online a day. It's it's tough to keep up. Um, so many posts. There's so many posts. But one of them is called TweetDeck. You schedule your tw- your your posts, and then they just go out automatically. That's uh, we need to Anyways. learn from you. <laughs> but you you after you had mentioned how many you tried in 2022, you I think said that you wanted to try fewer this year and to go back and revisit beers that you enjoyed in the past. Yeah. And maybe not necessarily just beers that I enjoyed in the past, but specifically classic beers. And I, um, it's just something that I had ne- have neglected doing the last few years. So it's not that I don't want to taste as many beers. I, I do enjoy tasting. I enjoy tasting new beers, thinking about them, writing notes. I love that whole process. But um, as I mentioned to Andy on Twitter, I haven't had West Mall Triple in like probably a decade and that's a crime. Yeah. It's amazing to get back. And, you know, Em and I were both just in, in 
in Belgium judging the Brussels beer challenge after John decided he couldn't go. And so he just, you know, gives me, he just throws off, throws off these asides. So I got, yeah, I just get out there and uh, we were there and just, you know, just being, just getting out there and trying. I love that you seem aggrieved by the fact that I could go to, to Belgium. So I was like, Hey Andy, would you like me, to go represent all about beer and force me to go? Yeah. And like, do these uh, things. I guess but so. then you get yeah. out there and you, yeah, you're, you're there and it's sort of refreshing. I, there are tons of new breweries and, and, new Lambert breweries and all sorts of different things. But really what you're confronted with almost everywhere you go is basically the same, like 15 or so beers. And you're, you're kind of forced into that where you just sit and drink things like West Mala triple or double or Duval or things you, you've had maybe quite a few times, but you just, you just rarely get to get back and, and revisit. And yeah, I'm with Don. That's it's just such a fun exercise to get back out there and drink you know, Sierra Pale Ale or or Fat Tire or just any beers that that were kind of you know inspirational in your in your founding in your founding class of beers that that kind of yeah. got you into craft. I, I feel I've gotten I've gotten kind of away from what got me into craft in the first place, and mm-hmm. I need to rediscover that. And that's not any regret or anything like that. I love tasting new beer. I just need to recalibrate my my palate and remind myself. And like M talked about. You know, one of the things I love about beers, I've had 26,000 of them. And every now and again, I still have one that makes me go, wow. And I want to go back and see if some of those beers still make me go, wow. Um, so I've already done, I, I did a Aventina's Icebox last night. I put a small uh, 12 Just in a the li- light, light, light little beer before, <laughs> before the pot. But he wanted, he wanted to be his best self today. So good Lord. If I even looked at that bottle, I'd be hung over for a week. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking though that if brewers in I know there's been some some you know real traumatic stuff uh with all the extreme cold in the the northern parts of the US uh these last couple of weeks but I do hope that brewers that were able to do icebox took advantage of the weather because I would love to see more icebox out yes. there. I don't want to necessarily drink them but I want to see more of them out there. <laughs> I'll drink them. That 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 really captures my essence. I don't want to drink <laughs> them but I do want to see them. <laughs> well, you need a distilling license to do icebox in America. That's why you don't see them because they're it's a distilled product. Yeah, more, I think there's a workaround though. Is there? Because that's why I thought you didn't see them is because it was you needed to distill it. So, like the brewery in Michigan has a distilling license. The what's the one that does the raspberry icebox? Oh yeah, the, the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And then, like uh, two roads in Connecticut has a distilling license, so they can make an ice bar. But I thought you had to have a distilling license. Mm. But maybe um, I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is a workaround. And you're out there on the forefront of education with beer and finding fun ways to introduce people to various concepts and uh, to to get them thinking about beer in different ways. How much do the classic beers factor in? to what you put out there and then you know is do you find that that's what people are looking for or is it just tell me about what's new what's shiny i try not to tell people what to drink because there's so much local choice and i kind of want that like in my second book there are no mention of any brands except guinness and saison dupont that's it other than that there's no mention of any brand at all that you should go try um mostly because you can go it's a kind of a cop-out answer but like go to your local brewery and like maybe they make an ice bark maybe they you know they're 
fears could be different than the classic ones. Um, but they're still a really great way to explore styles. And so I try to get people to kind of think outside what they want to drink, because I don't want to tell people what they should and shouldn't drink, because that's none of my business. Really. Andy, what do you want to tell people to drink? Oh, I tell people, I tell people to drink things all the time and tell them not to drink other things, but you know, people listen (laughs) or they don't. I mean, this is, this is why it's, it's, it's good to have under the, the broad circus tent that is all about beer, you know, all these different, different viewpoints. M, you know, M was just on one of John's 15 other podcasts the other day. And I was listening to it in the car as I drove back from the sweet haircut that I just got. And, um, you know, she's just talking about, you know, how her and Don are kind of like, not cynical in their podcast, which for me is, and I, I agree. It's like, it's such a, yeah. Such and he a, wants to talk to you guys about renegotiating the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Or just being much more cynical is basically what I need. Um, in real life, yeah, I am very cynical. Will. I know that's, that's why I can't, you guys have like, you know, taken this very positive approach, which I is a great counterbalance to both the, you know, mopey, you know, emo pessimism that is both John and myself. I mean, he's basically like a walking human Eeyore. And so we're very, we're very happy to have that. That's true at all. (laughs) I don't think that's true. I don't think that's even remotely true. Um, Maybe a little bit true. Um, There was probably a question there, but I forgot. (laughs) Well, no, it was more of just the opinion of of Mm. what people should be drinking or, um, or what they shouldn't. They shouldn't be drinking. I don't know. You got me sidetracked with uh, with all of your insults. Um, it's just it's it's hurtful. And yeah, I would I take know. it up with HR, but since that's you, that's me. Um, Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> don't like your chances. No, yeah. Um, you put. We've been talking social media, but um, as we, I know we're talking about the new year, but Andy, you put up a post earlier this week on. Uh, breweries that have closed that you miss yes and we did see a rash of closures throughout december of 22 um and there's you know a couple of new ones that have that have even popped up um in the new year uh that i've seen and you know and you were talking about local choice as well um where do you think this year is headed with closures with um a, a reshuffling of the landscape and andy i know you pay attention to to that part of the industry and i imagine you had a reason that you asked that question online so i'll, I'll throw that to you first yeah mainly it was because i'm very inactive on social media in recent years and that's maybe parenting or what have you and i've been testing out some new things but i, I i've been thinking sort of as the end as the end of the year came you know just a reminiscing on on what you know what is what has come to pass in the past year, and uh, one of the things I do like about this this tweet that I sent out is uh, the the one the brewery that got the most response for for a brewery that had closed uh, that people really missed was Smutty Nose, um, which is actually still a brewery that I was going to say, aren't they still open? Yeah, they're not, they're not close. But with that said, I actually get what the people who responded mean by that because smutty is maybe not once what it was, but uh, it just, it has changed. And that sometimes happens too. But um, in terms of, in terms of just where I think we're going, you know, I, we've been talking for almost three years now, just shy of three years about 
this great reckoning that will come and and you know with covid and recession and what have you that these breweries were going to close and we frankly you know didn't see it for the longest time and now i think we're kind of starting to see that long tail of closures happen a little bit um but you know with 10,000 breweries in this country or somewhere in that neighborhood you know certain percentages of of you know businesses are going to are going to shut shutter and that's you know it's a pretty high percentage of businesses and i think in the brewing trade maybe because the barrier to entry is so high financially speaking you know we've seen relative to that you know to the openings you know a relatively small number of closures and i don't think it's it's crazy in terms of an ahistorical perspective you know we're seeing more closures than than we've seen in previous years but we're still seeing plenty of places open so i i think that you know in boston we've seen you know just in the last few months you know places like night shift you know transition out of brewing themselves and you know a lot of these in another place called brado just closed um and we're not a beer scene that is particularly thriving in terms of the number of breweries we have so losing any of these is is kind of a big deal but i think breweries close for a variety of reasons and i think some of them are you know just tough times covid you know just the the continued hangover and people not drinking on premise to financial mismanagement to people get sick to people just get tired and want to want to be out of the trade i don't think things are going to get too crazy i think you know we've seen we've been pretty strong to this point i think the market for for craft beer is still really strong and i'm apologize for being positive and optimistic here but but i am uh, um and you spend time in tap rooms uh you even work at one in connecticut um for those that are thinking about okay how do i make the most out of this year you've offered what i think are you know some some tongue-in-cheek uh looks at brewery tap rooms but you also have some thoughtful ideas on small things big things that tap rooms can do to make themselves more hospitable um and i'm wondering what sort of top of mind for you you know if somebody's saying okay like you know, I want to be the local tap room. I want to get new people to come in. I want to make this a place that can actually grow. What are some of the aesthetics that you've seen that work? Um, well, I mean, uh, to go back on what Andy was saying, a lot of things sure. also have gotten really expensive. So like I work at Fox Farm in Connecticut and our raw materials are boxes, cans, co2 everything's gone you know like a single box to put beer in was like 20 cents now it's like 60 cents you know so like everything overhead pricing is really expensive and then if it's not translating to when people you know show up or sales i mean we don't i mean fox farm is in fine position um given the high quality of the beer and the small cost of the operation but still it's you know those things can also contribute but to go back to your question um, I really like how a tasting room is kind of the equivalent of a British pub in America. There's a lot of activity that goes around it. It's a really easy place to throw a birthday party or get together with friends. Um, usually the spaces are really inviting um, for everybody. And that's what I really like about a tasting room. There was... Uh, the tasting room near my house was having a Ukrainian folk singer to raise money for the war effort a couple weeks ago. There's live music, there's classes, there's 
so much stuff that, you know, if you're not into that, you can go to a different tasting room or do this, or there's food truck options. So there's, Hey, the taco truck I really like is there. Or, I mean, it's really, it, it's, it's kind of a do it yourself thing. And once you find a tasting room that you really like, like the one that my husband and I go to is new park uh, in West Hartford, because we, their pizza is excellent. And so we'll go and we'll share a pizza and we'll have a beer. And it's just a really nice place to hang out. They have good seating. Um, it's not too loud. I'm really a big stickler. I'm an old, kind of an old person um, at heart when it comes to like noise level <laughs> and crowds. Um, so once you kind of find the tasting room and there's so many of them, you know, find the one that works for you. Yeah. I mean, and as long as the beer is good, that's kind of the first and foremost. I don't think um, you'd get any argument from any of the three of us on anything that you just said. I think I, Andy will argue because yeah, I will. Like, Andy I'll, likes because he will that. just for yeah, just, yeah. no Ukrainian folk singer. No, what, I, <laughs> I I would be all about that. One of the things you know, the only place I ever go, as everybody knows, is is Notch Brewing here in yeah. Brighton. And the one the one negative thing I will say about them, despite the fact that Chris himself is a who owns Chris Loring, who owns the place and is the head brewer, um, is a mus- musician, long musical history, you know, music influences almost everything they do there. I did go there on a Friday night at some point, maybe that was my fault uh where they had basically like a thrash metal band playing indoors and that is the it yeah, i'm with them that ruins that sort of ruined the experience for me though the <laughs> other 300 people there seem to be having a a fantastic time as people, i yeah i will put say on my headphones and and I listen to something else and drink my my lager i also don't particularly like live music at all oh. to be honest i know um but i know people really like it and i like that it's an option I like I, good I, live music. Yeah. I just think, uh, yeah, I think a tap room needs to decide what they want to do. So if you're a live music tap room, then great. And if you're not, then don't. I like mean, New Park has a stage with, um, you know, they'll have acts come in that are really good. And do we go at those times? No, we don't. But yeah. I like going on a, you know, Sunday afternoon when it's particularly quiet and I get to eat my pizza and drink my pale ale and it's nice. You know, like that's kind of when I go to tasting rooms, when it's going to be less you know not saturday afternoon at 2 30 when it ever seems to be everyone decides they want to go to a tasting room so which is great if you like that vibe cool there's uh there's no one there's no one thing that makes tasting room a tasting room besides the beer and then other than that you can make it how you want there's the fancy ones there's ones in you know there's ones where you sit next to the mash tun um you know it's all about your experience um, yeah i think breweries just need to put thought into them uh put as much thought into their into their tap good room experience and chair. atmosphere yeah <laughs> i i think we, yeah i just think we just need more elderly themed tap rooms yeah. more, <laughs> doilies. Yeah. Yes. more doilies yes so crochet, many more doilies knitting circles yes like i would well, learn to knit at a brewery that sounds great i don't know how to knit i would actually do that too that sounds great there is a 100 percent exists um I imagine Mary is at of Fifth Hammer in New York could start that up. She is very big on knitting and crocheting. Uh, every time I see her, she is knitting or crocheting something. I, yeah, I, and this is something I know happens I in Fifth other Hammer breweries. I know yeah. there are places that do this, and I think it's fantastic. You know, there are places here in, in the Boston area, Aeronaut Brewing, that is very community-focused. And so 
you know, while the tap rooms That's decor and everything here, yeah. is, yeah, it's pretty interesting, the tap room decor, but what they focus on is they do like two or three sets of events for the community a day in there. And some of oh. it's, some of it's live music. Some of it is things like they'll have like a painting session or, or crocheting or, you know, whatever poetry reading that just, they just keep doing event after event after event. And the place is always pretty busy and it attracts a wide swath of people, people who are interested in they have video game you know, nights in there. They just do all sorts of things. And I, I love that kind of community mm-hmm. engagement. And then Learn so play like, fresh yeah. metal. what do we yeah. do at, at Fox farm? What do we do? Nothing. Come in, drink your beer. Like we don't do events. We don't do live music. We don't have a food truck. You just come and enjoy the beer and, and you make it your own too. And that's good. Yeah, and you go in there and it, cool it, it, just, yeah. it just feels like a party in Fox farm every time I'm there. It just oh, the, come on uh, Thursday. I still have never been come on Thursday in January. There will be, it should be me and my coworkers <laughs> and the Fox farm four, uh, who are lovely gentlemen who nice. come every hey. Thursday and every Sunday uh, and drink Pilsners. Are those, are, are those just regular customers? The Fox farm four there. Yeah. There's um, they are, they were one of our first customers and best customers. So there's okay. Dennis, Joe, Ed, and Dave. Uh, Ed uh, winters in uh, in the south. He lives in an RV, so he is not there. At the oh, so if he are they auditioning for a fourth when when he's <laughs> in the Andy, south? Andy, John, Andy John, would like to. We apply. have a guy named John who kind of fills in, and then no. there's Corey. He's in the Air Force. Always uh, fucking and his John's. Wife, Wendy. Um, they come in. Uh, and they all come in Sundays and the owner's father-in-law comes in, Mark, and his wife, Linda, and they're just, it's, 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 it's like a, a Billy it's Joel a, song from the seventies. Like, it really yeah. is. <laughs> I, I aspire to I in the Air Force. Anywhere, like, yeah. I wouldn't work Looking anywhere Looking for else. Icebox. Ed's yeah. in his RV in the South. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. He's probably in the panhandle now in Alabama. He's a great guy. I love Ed. Dave makes empanades from Argentina. He was very happy when they won the World Cup and he brings us empanadas. John, at what point did you realize that you've lost control of the show? I'm just curious. Was it like minute five or six? November of 2019. Fair enough. Yeah. When I was sitting on episode one in a, in a basement barrel room with Matt Brindelson, listening to, um, (laughs) listening to Volari. Oh, that's uh, right. By Barry White. Um, I knew that the show was never going to be what people wanted, but it's been, it's been (laughs) even better. It's it's what the people need though. So, <laughs> um, hey, speaking of what the people need, uh, I'm happy to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, America's leading non-alcoholic craft brewer. Give dry a try this January with Athletic Brewing's near beers. New athletic customers can receive 20% off of their first order of two six packs or more when they visit athleticbrewing.com and use the code AAB20 at checkout. By March 31st, 2023. And thanks to Athletic for being a sponsor of this episode and all about beer. So I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about travel. Uh, One of the things that we did in 2022 when we brought all about beer back online was revive the beer travelers column uh, in podcast form. Uh, Beer travelers was one of those things where it had been part of the magazine back when it was a print magazine from almost the beginning, there had been various columnists over the years uh, who had uh, spearheaded that effort. And then Andy took it on in podcast form uh, the later part of 2022. And Andy, you've been talking with local experts in uh, various cities around the world, trying to delve into the beer scene of, of what it is right now. Have you seen a theme post-COVID, not post-COVID, but, you know, in, in this COVID era 
of where beer tourism is around the world? Like, is there, is there a thread that you've been able to suss out after six or so episodes? Well, of these six or so episodes, what I've been doing largely is figuring out where I'm going to be traveling to in about two months and then calling local <laughs> experts so that they can just do all of the work for me. Uh, and it's been very successful so far. I do need to plan some more travel for this upcoming year so that I can do some more podcasts. But um, yeah. Brazil. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Brazil. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so, but it's been interesting to talk to these folks on the ground because, you know, you know, with 10,000 craft breweries around this country, you know, I lost the handle on on what was going on in craft beer in terms of all of these local markets, you know, a long time ago, because you just can't do it anymore. You can barely, you know, most, you know, some of these towns have, you know, 30, 50, 100 or more breweries, and it's next to impossible, unless you're basically like 25 years old and, 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 and have nothing but disposable income and time to go and visit all of them. Uh, and that's, you know, what Don does, you know, he looks great, <laughs> you know, he looks great, but he's, he's still 25 years old doing those things, getting out there. Um, and travel is just such an important part of craft beer. And it always has been drinking locally is, is long been a catchphrase, but getting out and experiencing beer in its local environment, whether it's Belgium or, uh, you know, Brooklyn, it's just, it's very exciting. And I think, you know, these folks who I'm talking to are incredibly passionate about their local markets and they're so excited about what's happening there and, and wanting to promote, you know, the place that does amazing, you know, Czech style Pilsner, uh, and the places that do slow pour or the places that do mixed fermentation. And they're just so passionate to, to talk about those places. Um, and, you know, without everybody staying at home more, I'm hoping, you know, with the Beer Traveler series to sort of entice folks to get back on the road a little bit to, you know, in 2023 to look at, at traveling, whether it's, you know, just, you know, the next state over or internationally, you know, and that's what I'm hoping to do as well. And, you know, having traveled a little bit this year, I'm hoping to do a little bit more next year. Uh, but I'm so excited to to talk to these folks and just find out what's happening locally because you know the there may be towns you know, we've done shows on Chicago and Denver and Brussels and Brooklyn and and the Tampa Bay area these are all places where I've spent a lot of time over the years um you know Chicago is where I grew up and when I'm talking to folks and they're telling me about the best places 90% of the time I've never heard of the places they're talking about let alone having been there um and so that's just it's just exciting you can almost never get bored in craft beer because there's just always something new even if it's you know places doing you know classic old styles Don you you were traveling a lot last year and I imagine you have some on your your docket for this year what are you looking for when you travel um yeah like kind of what Andy was saying i obviously i like going to breweries and tap rooms and all that but what i really like about beer travel is you know and, and it's been said many times that beers beer is a social beverage and so what i find is when you go to a tap room and you just start talking to the people the locals that are there the you learn about the local cult non-beer things um you know, museums to go to or, or, or interesting architecture or whatever. And, um, and so that's what I like about beer travel is not just the beer, but, but uh, everything associated with it. And, and I think that's something unique to beer though. Like, you know, if you go to, uh, if you're traveling and you go to a restaurant, you're not typically going to strike up a conversation with, you know, the next table who will tell you to this art gallery you need to visit or, or whatever. So I think that's something really cool about 
craft beer is that uh is uh, I'm, you know I, I could write a book of of the interesting people i've met and the stories of you I, should uh, <laughs> yeah as, as all three of us the other of us have written books we, we would all tell you to absolutely write a book it's super 100%. easy it's a lot of fun yeah. so I'm much stressed. so much money oh my yeah. gosh it's like a river of just just cash they just the they just back yeah. that cash up yeah 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 no but um so yeah looking forward to travel uh I always I, I, um I haven't been to a new country for me in in a few years and uh so I haven't booked anything but planning to go to Sweden uh this year and then because I'm going to go that far north and maybe we'll tuck in you know Finland and Denmark while we're at it or whatever um uh and looking forward to having the beer there of course but also looking forward to learning about something cool you know food to try or or uh, art to see or or whatever M, do you have a lot of travel planned this year you um, were you were everywhere last year yeah. I, and we're going to be everywhere this year we're going uh my husband and i are going to south africa in, a- in april uh for two weeks for anniversary slash i'm judging the african beer cup uh, we have a family vacation to Hawaii scheduled, so we're going to Kauai and the Big Island. So I'm really excited to try some Hawaiian beers, some South African beers. Um, I, I'm always on the move. I love to try. I love to plan travel. It it's something that brings me great joy. Um, and then I love going going to online and saying, "Hey, I'm going to blank. Where should I go?" And then it's always a bunch of breweries I've never heard of before. And then you go and you're like, this is amazing. Why have I never heard of this? Mm-hmm. And it's really, ex- I just remember going, I, I took a class in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And I'm like, where am I drinking in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? And everyone's like, you got to go to Bond Place. You got to go to Fegley's. Oh, and Bond Place. And yeah. Bond Place. And Bond Place was a 15 minute walk from my hotel. Yeah. Which was the greatest uh, week of my life. Um, because just like their attention to British beer styles was really great. Their tasting room was weird as hell and small and really intimate and really nice and i just everywhere you beat me to it you beat me to it don (laughs) (laughs) the um (laughs) sorry um when people come and visit me uh where i am in 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 jersey uh there's often a hey let's go to your local brewery which i i don't take people to the local brewery anymore because it's just it's not great (laughs) and um but Bond Place is a cool 50-minute drive down the road, and I love taking people there. Uh, when Jeff Allworth was out here a year ago, we went out there, and he uh, is still talking about it. So when mm. any of you come and visit, I will take you to Bond Place, and we will drink mild on cask. All the mild, yeah, on cask. Yeah, and just, you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. If I ever it, got the invite, maybe I'd come. But yeah. uh, Open invitation. Uh, you have a You have a desk here. Uh, at the home office. Oh, so, oh good, good um, to know. Yeah, your mail is piling up. By the way, oh, um, use, use that as a write-off as well. Good to know. <laughs> tis the time to be thinking about all oh, those things. I know. Um, so, a, a reminder that the Beer Traveler podcast, as well as the All About Beer podcast, are on the same channel through All About Beer. So it's allaboutbeer.com/slash/podcast, and then just search All About Beer wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to M and Don and Andy on their various shows, as well as the Brewer to Brewer podcast, which is a lot of fun, and uh, we've been getting some great feedback on that show. And since there's not a permanent host, we didn't invite a brewer on to do that. Um, 
Andy was making fun of me for being on a lot of podcasts, which is true. And this week on Steal This Beer, I think, and you were on and we were talking about annoying things that beer podcasts do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and chief among them, aside from burping in microphones, which we it's all in our contracts that we don't do. Um, you were saying that it, it's always people opening up beers uh, for the show of it. And then you made an accusation that most people are not opening up beers, but instead are opening up seltzers. Yes, I, I stand by no, that. She's, specifically, she said sodas. Sodas. Soda, because the right, higher so ball of carbonation. Yes. Yeah. You can hear um, the difference. Are you going to test me? I this am. Is, yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh. This is going to be riveting audio, but I can't wait. I've been I've been practicing, so my husband will be in the other room, and he loves polar seltzer, and I'll hear the can open, and I go, that's a seltzer. And I'm right, <laughs> and then I go, and then he'll open a beer, because it's a lower noise, and I'll go, oh, he opened a beer. And I'm usually I'm right. I've never been wrong when uh, he's mm-hmm. okay. Okay, here we go. All right, so all right, that's, that's all right. You ready? I'm ready? All right, so I'm gonna put my microphone down just a little bit towards it. All right, so this is beverage number one. What do you think, Em? I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh man, I opened it. Let's maybe I was too close and maybe it, it burned it out. All right, hang yeah. on. All right, I'll try this one. He's just gonna keep opening things. I know. Yep, yep. I got that's fine. He's I have an try. endless supply on my desk. All right, you ready? Yep. Oh. It was so faint. So faint. I think this I don't know if this one's gonna yeah. work. All right, hang on. I got, I got, I got more here. I'm just gonna all keep right, going right. down the line. All right. I think see. that one was a beer though. That was actually I gotta tell you, I, I'm pretty sure Zoom. Zoom's audio function is probably kicking it out. Okay. I guess. Well, okay. let's see. Okay. It's not as fresh. No. No, I'm not. Yeah. Can we go around and guess? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say beer. I'm going with beer. I want to say the first one was a beer and maybe the second one was a seltzer. It was a beer. It was a Pilsner. Brewed with uh, right, four right. malted malt, <laughs> uh, two point six volumes of CO two. Wow! Uh, the very first one that I opened that you guys said that you could not hear mm-hmm. uh, was a Rauk beer. Okay. Oh. Uh, specifically from Wall and Paul Pack Brewing Company. This is their Hall and Oats. This is their Hafer Rauk beer. How could they, I not hear the smoke? That they, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is also a reminder to go check out this week in Rauk Beer, which is online on the Facebook group and on Twitter and Instagram at TW Rauk Beer. And you can also get some official merch from them uh, from, from our site. I have, I have never been more proud of you. Thanks. I'm I'm really trying hard. 2023, I'd like to plug that merch. Um, I'd like to plug the merch and <laughs> you know get it off of your desk here in the office. Yeah. Uh the second that I opened uh was uh it's called sassy nessie and this is from sun fork which is a collaboration between sun king and wild fork whiskey west fork whiskey in indianapolis and this is their mythological wonders hard seltzer and sassy nessie is a cucumber watermelon flavored hard seltzer at 4.5 percent abv now Um, now before this podcast ends i need you to mix those two (laughs) and then drink them (laughs) 
Please don't do that. Uh, that's a Patreon level. And you Fair can enough. go to patreon.com slash all about beer to see. that special episode. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. All right. But the third one, which you all heard, what did you think that was? Don said beer. I said beer. Andy said beer. Who's the only one I heard? I think I said seltzer, but I know it's, it's, I'm not going to lie. This isn't the same as like hearing it fresh. It's not what you're feeling. I'm feeling, I'm feeling. We're going to do this in person at grandma's during GABF. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, live that's going to be the live show. And that's going to be it. It's going to be five minutes metal plays in the background. What I could do is every, <laughs> to, opening up, yeah. to, to plug my own stuff every Friday sure. yeah. um, at four o'clock on East, uh, Eastern on Instagram. I do a live show. I'm so show. sorry. We're out of time. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It always happens. Such an asshole. Um, I could yeah. have my husband stand out the outside the door of the office and have him open them. And I could see which one. I would do that. I would do that for you. I would. I would. I would. I would watch that. We were. Definitely, I'd tune in. All yeah, right. I, I would gotta. I gotta make in. sure he's home because sometimes he doesn't get home from work right. until later. But I will. So I got. I got you. The third one that I opened, um, M was closest. Uh, it was truly citrus squeeze. This is hard mm. seltzer oh. from the Boston Beer Company. Oh. All right, and I got one more, so I'm going to try this one. I'm going to hold it back a little bit. All right. malt I got. I got one more. Did that go through? No, it was very. Quiet. Like, it, sounded like, it was like a, it was like it's yeah. Yeah, all right. Was that yeah. a bottle? It sounded like maybe you were. No, it was it not. Uh-huh. It was not a bottle. Uh, this is safety glasses from Industrial Arts. This is their near beer. Their oh. NA. Their NA beer. Yeah, it sounded mm. like a bottle opening. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Well, um, I'll uh. I'm zero for three on my Instagram shows. Yeah, so no, this was this was this was a really good thing to try in theory, and um, <laughs> I liked it. I appreciate be- I appreciate you trying to because I do when I hear beer podcasts, it's a lot of like electric guitar, and then there's a beer opening and pouring, and it always just sounds like a diet coke. It yeah. never sounds like a beer. It always has too much. Like, unless you're pouring, like I guess a triple, it's always a higher vol of carbonation. It doesn't sound like beer. And then for 20 minutes, they talk about like their friend Lisa's party. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not there. It was a good party. But I wasn't invited, so I don't care. It's sort of like when they make movies and they need to have cows, they use horses. And if they need horses, they just stick a bunch of cats together. What? I, where, I have a Simpsons reference. I can't believe you guys didn't get the Simpsons reference. No, that's a a Simpsons reference. That's like season 10 though, right? When they're making the radioactive man. Oh, it's movie. radioactive man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's my burrito? <laughs> <laughs> um, yikes. All right. That's, so that's, that's not radioactive man? really quick, everybody's been on the show before. So I've asked you all the green door question before. So I'm not going to do that on this show. So um, my fast question to each of you is when you write your next book and it is your memoir, what are you going to call it? I've always Andy. wanted to write yeah. a, I wrote 150 ish columns for beer advocate. And I've always wanted to just do a, a, a book of all of those, put them all together in like, like a mouse little red, red book style. And that's, that's basically <laughs> like, it's just a little tiny red book with yeah. just nothing but vitriol about beer. Um, I'm not sure what I would call it, but that would that would be my that's my like concept. Vitriol and beer. Vitriol yeah. about beer. Yeah. yeah. Vitriol about <laughs> boo, boo this oh, man. man. Yeah. Boo this Don's man. Sounds good on the fly. 
<laughs> Don, what would you call your your uh, beery memoir? My beery memoir will be called "May I See a Menu, Please." That's fair. I like that. like a, yeah, I need you need more puns though. I feel like if your title's not a pun, then is oh. it a Don test title? You know, just no, that's that's the long con. It comes yes. out and it's a completely pun free book and everybody is waiting until the end and then Confused. they leave disappointed. Yeah. And what would you okay. call your book? Oh, gosh. Um, probably something really upbeat and cute, like on my other book titles. So like, uh, you know, beer is wonderful or like I love beer, the beer journey or some kind of. Yeah, it would have to be something sweet and wholesome. I'm not really sure. Uh, ask me next time. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> when you guys come back in a year, that'll in be a year. Yeah, yeah. Ask yeah. me in a year and I'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know. I still forgot. Come back to I me in 25. Forget. Yeah. I think you should call your book, Did You Open a Soda? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and it'll confuse people and they'll be like, what does that mean? And then they'll have to read it. And they'll the road be like, sales. oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Connecticut, that's legal, the road soda for the passenger. Okay. If the driver blows a 0. 0.0 and you're not on, on the interstate. Or near a church or school. That has a lot of caveats, and I'm a criminal defense attorney. I'm just saying. My Andy doesn't necessarily the recommend road to this. my yeah. in-law's house is um, not on the interstate, and we usually go around lunchtime. So if neither of us have had a drink before then, I can have. I had. A, I drank a natter day in traffic on my way to my in-law's house uh, over the. How summer. far is your in-law's house from 45, your house? Forty-five minutes. Okay, so. You need that drink during no, that. No, I like I like my in laws. No, I okay. like my in laws. Um, you just like to show up with a healthy buzz. I just it's <laughs> one natter day. That's like four percent. I just like the idea that you can do it. Hey everybody, M's here. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Hey everybody. They used to have an above ground pool, but it it collapsed on itself. So there's no pool anymore. No, it's in ground pool. I'm looking no, forward it's... to how John actually writes the. Uh... Oh God, Don, that was terrible. Um. I can't wait till John writes the uh, intro for this whole thing and and just basically talk, yeah. talks about yeah about in ground pools collab Fox pools collapsing four. yeah did you hear about Lisa's party yeah yeah Lisa's um, party <laughs> seltzer soda good. the ultimate challenge well speaking of that I'm gonna go need to write the intro copy to this while things are fresh and while I still have uh, seltzers and Rauk beer and NA on my desk. Um, it's going to be sponsored by uh, Midday Regret, which is um, also the name of my memoirs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, a reminder to everybody, go to your favorite podcast platform, wherever you download this particular show, this Drink Beer, Think Beer show, and search for All About Beer, and you can get the feed for the Beer Travelers podcast, for the All About Beer podcast, and for the Brewer to Brewer podcast. And this is last year was a lot of fun working with the three of you on all of this. And thanks for putting up with me and for um, putting out great content. So I'm looking forward to everything that we're going to do this year. And I hope folks come along and help us out. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash allaboutbeer or by emailing us at info at allaboutbeer.com if you want to know more about sponsorships and to uh, get your message out to eager listeners and engaged listeners, exciting listeners. It's, it's, it's been fun. I know you guys, uh, Em and Don have gotten feedback on, on, on your show. Uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback on the brewer to brewer show. Um, Andy, I'm not sure if anybody's listening to your show or not, but, um, Oh, it's I'm, all I'm, negative. I'm, I'm, I'm People hate it. 
I'm told I'm told it's it's really informative. Um and I resolved to listen to at least one episode this just, year. Just just one by the end of the year. Don't don't overexert yourself. <laughs> it's usually it's only gonna be if you do a Jersey episode and I guessed. Um that's how Oh, that's an interesting that's concept. Yeah. Is there really enough in Jersey to do? I feel like that episode would be about not six where, minutes long. Not where I live, but if no, you'd be like other, you'd be like, no, my local crosses. brewery is terrible. So you know. <laughs> Which is great because actually I ask that question every episode and it's one that that tends to tends to divide the guests because I ask, you know, what what local place is not is not getting it done? You know, what what local place needs to improve? And 95 times out of 100 you know, or in this case, five out of six, uh, you know, the people absolutely are aghast and refuse to answer it. It was only the it was only the Chicago episode when I had Nick and Shalonda White and they were like, let me tell you about the terrible places in Chicago. And they just went off. And those are my people. Those are my people. I was never happier. It's the only way that we can all get better is by listening to healthy criticism. So, hey, I think um, I think for our travel show, I think it's helpful. I think it's helpful to know where to go and in, in places that maybe you need to avoid. Yeah. yeah. No, I I I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, hey, thanks to you three for doing this. Um, and Don, Andy, and I'll talk to you next year. Yeah, thank you for being the ringleader. Thanks for, you know, as as much as we joke, we we absolutely adore John and yeah. uh we thank you for all you do and on whatever this podcast is called. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Thanks for hurting cats, John. The yeah. worst. Thanks, John. All right. Before we go, another reminder to go visit allaboutbeer.com. There you can check out the podcast page, the merch page, and you can read great new content as well as the archives going back to 1979. Beer has changed a lot since then. Where do you think it's headed? Let me know by emailing John Hall. It's J-O-H-N-H-O-L-L at allaboutbeer.com. Or you can tell me on Twitter at John underscore Hall. You can also follow All About Beer on social media at All About Beer. And if you're interested in supporting journalism in the beer space, you can email us at info at allaboutbeer.com or go to patreon.com slash allaboutbeer. Today's episode was sponsored by Athletic Brewing Company, America's leading non-alcoholic craft brewer. Now you can drink great tasting brews all month long without feeling hungover. Whether you're giving dry a try for a few days or the whole month of January, Athletic Brewing's near beers have you covered. New Athletic customers can receive 20% off of their first order of two six-packs or more when they visit athleticbrewing.com and use the code AAB20 at checkout by March 31st, 2023. Again, you can learn about advertising by emailing us at info at allaboutbeer.com. Don't forget, and it's kind of hard to after this episode, All About Beer has a podcast channel now. Search and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Don't forget, Steal This Beer has new episodes every Monday, and the BYO Nano podcast comes out on the 15th of every month. As for this show, Nate Schweber does the music, Jeff Quinn designed our logo, and I'm John Hall. New episodes release every Wednesday, and that's when I'm going to be back again to drink beer and to think beer. Happy New Year.